plot twist, I'm hosting tonight. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight, we have Alex-senpai. Guys, just, just, just get it over with. Kill me now, please. Just, just kill me now. I noticed that was your Discord uh, profile message for the last five hours. For the last five hours, that was my status message, and you'll find out soon enough why it was. And I knew exactly what you were doing when that was your Discord message. Um, and also with joining us is the poser extraordinaire, Nitai. Hi. <laughs> oh my god, the energy in this room, I can just feel it. Let's get ready to spill listen, that Listen, listen, after the last episode, I don't even, I have no expectations of this one. <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm so sorry, I broke you down. Yeah, he, and we just, just literally kicked him. <sighs> yeah, we kicked, we kicked him like Levi, kicking Aaron, you. really, is what we did. Uh, Wait, but, that, uh, that implies that I enjoyed it in a, in a masochistic way, which I didn't at I all. Think I, oh my i think there's a little leeway <laughs> to say maybe you did but anyway before we do actually do start i hate to take this over from you i do want to say two things number one happy birthday natai thank you for joining us on your birthday to do this <laughs> such thank a you. dedicated weep we appreciate everything you do and congratulations Ooh, on uh recently passing your ccna exam whoop whoop i have a life again yep we thank you <laughs> I am oh I'm genuinely excited. Don't don't worry. I am excited. That's great. So <laughs> Um yeah, so today we're going to be spilling the tea on Titan for the second time. This time we're going to be spilling it for episodes 14 to 25 of season 1. So we begin this lovely with the night before the counter dash offense arc. <laughs> because know. Alex wants a hyphen in there I, because he needs he's a hyphen. Fuck all of you. <sighs> um, Here we go. So <laughs> we left off um, with the trust arc finishing up, and now in this new core, we start off with uh, the news that there is a person that can change into a titan um, spreading across the, all of humanity. And we see that this idea has a lot of effects on society in a various uh, aspects. Um, and I thought that that was really good world building, the way how they cut to all the different like religious stuff, the gossip and like the political factions fighting over him and how this has an effect on the world in all these different ways. Mm -hmm. um, it, I really appreciated how that was uh, carving the world for us. Yeah, it was like a good, ex that whole like section was a good excuse to like get to know more of like the important people in that, at least not only in the army, but outside of it. Which is I, like I wouldn't say necessarily important people, important mm -hmm. factions within society. Yeah, sure. But also it sort of like plants seeds for like whatever could come next in case like the plot wants to like explore more of the people in these factions, you know? Well, and, and it, it mm -hmm. sets up that each faction kind of views this a little differently. Um, yeah. And it, and it kind of sets up this possibility because there, there already seems to be some underlying distrust of the government at some fundamental level. 
Um, so mm. it's almost setting up like there's about to be a civil war of some sort. Oh, definitely. Mm. Um, because this type of information is dangerous and they're already fighting over it. Yeah. Um, honestly, when, like, before even seeing the trial that has, that occurred, which basically was an amalgamation of all of the um, effects that this kind of idea had on, like, the priest there and, like, the different political factions and all the different rumors and everything were coming together in this trial. Like, even before all of that, I thought, you know, this kind of information, this kind of paradigm-changing uh, idea that, you know, like, everyone believed there were humans and titans and now the line is blurred, this kind of idea is something that could cause, you know, civil unrest, could cause panic, mass hysteria. So... That being reflected actually in the story um, was very realistic. Like, I like how the author is taking very seriously what would happen in this hypothetical civilization. And it seems almost kind of like a social experiment where, you know, you introduce this radical idea and you see how it affects the populace. And I do appreciate all the nuance in all the different ways that it shows how it's affecting the population, which mm-hmm. goes back to my simulation theory that this is a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in a dome, um, man. It's all in your head. I know you were not happy with the trial, Alex. I've, no, I wasn't. I mean, for, for all this, what I've said and what we've said with like leading to world building, which is kind of true, then they also follow this up with what is can only be described as a show trial that only exists to pad out a runtime. Um, which could have been done in, they could have done the entire trial in like five minutes of runtime. I mean, that that's all it would have taken. And the whole thing lasts they, an they, entire they, episode. What? And it's like, I just don't mm. care about it. And, and I'll say the, the, it culminates with like Levi beating the shit out of Aaron in front of everybody. That's the, that's the entire reason this whole like trial thing exists was to have that. Don't lie though. Scene. They went ham with the animation on that part. Oh, they, they did <laughs> it, to, to, to Wit's credit. They, they actually, they did a really good job animating it, but the entire trial exists solely for that one scene, which you could have done in five minutes and also that scene only exists to fuel fujoshi i'm sorry but it does but we just said that it was with you yeah likewise it's like again it it just like another way to explore one of the faction in this society it's like that's another purpose of that scene you know i don't see it but sure i see it as a way to uh, give people ideas for doujinshi i mean why not both (sighs) I mean, it, it, they're not mutually exclusive. It could it could be both at the same time, but I, Honey, I'm going to say love, it's like 90-10. A 90-10 I would split. love a political world-building hentai. <laughs> Watch interspecies reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is half of what I'm looking for. But, okay. So after the trial, they go to um, the old Survey Corps headquarters to like clean up and... <laughs> I guess prepare for the counter event. Which is where like eighty percent of the season one memes for Attack on Titan come from. Oh my god. Those are so good memes though. Oh no, we're not <laughs> doing that. Um one part of that little um section of the arc that I found interesting was that um when Aaron was explaining to the Levi squad um how he uses his powers, he kind of questions himself how do I know how I use these powers? Like, no one told me 
but I just know how to do it. What is a man? So, <laughs> God damn it. Well, yeah. So, I mean, this show is full of um, unexplained uh, <laughs> You got <things>. that right. <laughs> and this is one of them. I don't know how Aaron knows exactly how to use the powers, but hopefully that gets Instinct. explained. But who knows? Um, also, in that conversation... Um, when they were talking about Hanji's experiments, Hanji's like, we realize that the Titans' bodies are lighter than they should be, uh, weight-wise. Um, which leads me to think that they are A, robots, B, aliens, or C, dinosaurs. Oh, you forgot. How, wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold option. on. What about, what about, like, a hologram? They... How would that work? I how would any of the rest of it work? Are you saying that Hatsune Miku is a Titan ship? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Confirmed. you're probably right. <laughs> also, I would like to say that 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 line kind of brings up uh I guess you might call it a plot hole or an inconsistency. If they're truly like inordinately light as it's claimed to be, why do they make so much noise when they run? They shouldn't well, be that heavy if they're that light. I mean, they I might guess. be lighter I than assume... they seem, but that doesn't make them light, like, period. They're still big yeah. bodies, you know? You literally see Hanji They're lift thick the Titan's boys, arm dude. by You've herself. You've seen a thick boy run, probably. I don't know. You, just literally, you literally see a diminutive titan. female human being lift a Titan's arm by herself. When? Your point is valid. It, it may also be that um, the arm she was lifting was in the process of decomposing and possibly because the titan was dying but i mean that's a valid complaint i guess um so as the counteroffense arc comes to a close we see that uh they hanji is dealing with these captured titans and continuing her experiments and then they get assassinated which is basically Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> the inciting incident for basically this entire... <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> this entire um, core, I guess. Um, I really like how they formatted this. Because... Wait, is it that... The in... Sorry to cut you off, but is it, the... is it really so I, that? I'm, because... I'm about to explain why I would say that. Um, to be continued. Because, so... They don't say this outright in the anime, but it's implied by just the actions that have happened. So someone killing captured Titans would imply that someone is working with the Titans, which means that someone who is working with the Titans is in the military, which means that they that person is probably a Titan shifter. So at the point that the captured Titans get assassinated, we have all the evidence to know that there's a Titan Shifter in the military. But these th- things don't get told to the viewer until much, oh, much later. Oh, okay, okay. No, I, I was confused with something else. Never mind. Makes sense. I was yeah. th- thinking so, about something else. I really li- like that is like oh, this whole series of arcs up to episode 25. Um, they don't tell the viewer exactly what's going on but you can still piece it together yeah and i really like how they did that um and it feels like a continuing story not like separate arcs that are loosely connected to each other because you know oh starting point end point and then like they sort of flow into each other pretty well 
to the most part. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not like Monster of the Week. It's like yeah, Monster of the Titan week? of the Week. It is technically Monster of the Week, which is well, <laughs> you which, know what which I mean. Kind of, which, <laughs> I mean, it kind of is because you have Erwin doing that little creep up to to Aaron, like who's the real enemy here, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I asked something so <laughs> creepy. That was so that's, I guess... that's been a huge meme. What did you think of that? question alex did you have any i'm like is he a child rapist or something what the fuck is happening here (laughs) so (laughs) what that scene is supposed to mean is that like at this early point we are supposed to be uh told as viewers that erwin knows that there's a titan shifter at the very beginning. Well, I don't know if, if we're supposed, as the audience, supposed to know that. We're supposed to know that Erwin knows something is up. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening. Erwin is, like, looking I believe like that five like, steps ahead. He's done, he's done, I believe that, know. yeah, this show is written such that once you have all the information and look back, at this point, him saying that line is supposed to be a signifier that... He knows. Yeah, but at the time he actually says it, you the audience doesn't really understand that. I mean, it kind of like which, which is why he says that like I'm sorry to ask something so weird. It's cuz like even to the audience, it's supposed to come off as like a really weird thing to ask. Yep. It was yes, it's supposed to be vague, but yeah, yeah it comes in uh with the whole thing I was talking about how they this whole arc they don't really tell you exactly what's going on, but they kind of just like subtly like have it there but mm-hmm. don't really like explicitly talk about it so like, this is one fact. of those things and also exactly. it works because for the most part you know the the audience still expects it to be okay humans versus titans and tr- pretty much just have this black and white like you have this pretty clear line between the two sides and that's it and now slowly the show's like oh but what about there's like someone inside the army that is like helping the titans and whatever is up with that just like every mm-hmm. zombie movie ever. Wait, what? The real enemy is man's cruelty towards man. No, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant is like, okay, yeah. so... That's what the story is do- digressing into, though. Is it, though? Yes. No, I mean, obviously people are shit, but it's also trying to say, okay, maybe there's like like something on the other side as well, you know, because, okay, there's someone in the army itself that is supporting like, is helping pretty much, like, the Titans in terms of, like, you know, destroying humanity. Maybe. That's the entire point of this arc, to show that sure. it's not a clear line. You're saying sure, but you know I'm right. I, I mean, I <laughs> would say that the line isn't necessarily clear, but it, it there is a line. Yeah, there is... <laughs> 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 oh, what a lovely way to start your birthday. Um... <laughs> I need, I need oh no, I lost my train of thought. No! Uh, okay, well, we could just move on, I guess, to <laughs> the uh, next arc, which is the 57th Expedition Beyond the Walls. Um, and I know you have a lot of feelings about this arc, Alex. So, <laughs> um, but, so, uh, yeah, I do, ahead, because when I originally watched this back in 2013, uh, yeah, 2013, um, this is this is the point where I dropped it. I dropped it at episode twenty two, so that's actually right so before. That's the actually end. right after the, this this ends. But this this is what made because this it, it's so boring and it's it's so obviously padded for runtime. 
I find that so funny that you say that because out of all the arcs that have currently I've watched, like not like like the ones in season one that like I'm talking about like right now. Mm-hmm. Ugh, whatever you get. What yeah, I'm I, I under, yeah, you're um, not talking about of all of them are of season one, two, and three. Yes, just of season one. This arc is the one that had the most of my attention, that I felt had the most plot in it, that I felt was the most, like, interesting. I don't... <laughs> I don't know how you found this padded. I, I, I can tell like, you because the show I, itself actually proves that it's padded because I, this this arc is, I believe, six or seven episodes long. I believe, somewhere around. Mm-hmm. It's, it's either six or seven mm-hmm. episodes long. Um so after the first episode of this arc um through the through the rest of it each episode starts with a recap of what happened before and it keeps oh getting longer God. and longer and oh longer to the point God. where like 6 or 7 episodes in act- actual new content doesn't start until 5 or 6 minutes into the runtime of the episode skip the recap I agree okay the but I, th- I think that's a problem with the that's a problem with the composition of the core, anime not just this arc but like a lot like oh those recaps were so long and so unnecessary exactly but if you just skip them then the actual new content i don't feel was padded but i'm saying it didn't need to be there you didn't need to have those recaps in every single episode and recapping just the same them. stuff like every single recap starts with um fucking Irwin going onward advance as they go through the fucking the the fucking gate. <laughs> Do we need to watch, see that every single fucking recaps? time? Yeah, why don't you just skip the recaps, dude? I did after like the first two times I saw it, and I'm like, I just skipped all the way through the fucking uh, the fucking uh, OP. Yeah, huh? obviously, honey. I yeah, I've skipped well, all. I've never watched a single recap. I just skipped them all. What are you on about? My point is, it didn't need think, seven episodes. I you could have told Alex the exact same story in three and a half episodes. Alex has a feeling as a is, is suffering from but... FOMO because he's hope he's hoping that maybe he's missing <laughs> something in the recap. So he's like, no, I'm gonna watch every single recap in, in, in case knows? there's like a single it's line just, I'm missing. I, I can't say that it's necessarily a problem with the story itself. I can say it's a definite problem with the composition of the anime specifically. It did not need that. It is a problem. I wouldn't say it's a very important problem because it's a very easy solution. I mean, yes, <laughs> that's not my biggest problem with it, though. I mean, it is a problem I have with it, but it's not the biggest problem. So why don't we actually get into the details of the arc? Um, so I just wanted to bring up what uh, is uh, introduced very early in the arc, which is the long-range scouting formation with, um, like where you spread out the different horses and you have all these different colored smoke, uh, not grenades, but... Flares. I don't, smoke flares. Quote-unquote flares, but not really flares. Um, I thought that was a really creative uh, idea from the author because I don't think that's ever been done before in real life. Uh... Because I feel like it's combining... Two different eras. The era of the horse and the era of the flare. <laughs> I believe something... I mean, not exactly similar to this, because obviously Titans aren't real. But I, something kind of similar to this was done during World War One during the Battle of the Bulge. Specifically in getting to the battle. <laughs> I know it's so, funny saying that out loud sure. to someone who doesn't know anything about history. It's called the Battle of the Bulge for a reason. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Okay. Something, something similar well, to this was done where it was it's it's a formation that that spread out on horseback trying to actually get to the battle and they were signaling to each other using a form of a flare gun uh 
whether oh, okay. they saw uh, enemy soldiers on the horizon. Well, the more you know. Um, well, uh, it was very interesting to watch and be executed either what, way. What, the bulge? <sighs> Motherfucker, oh, that's what bulge. it's... I didn't name it that. You I'm didn't so name sorry. it that. That's what historians <laughs> name it. I didn't choose it. I know. It's just kidding. Keep going. Sorry. <clears throat> so, I mean, the most important part of this arc, just ignoring the bulge, <laughs> is that we got introduced to the female titan... The, my hmm. bae, my boo, the girl with the biggest ass in the show. I like how um, I like how even the characters point out like that's the tight that follow that titan with the nice ass. <laughs> I know that was hilarious. Obviously. Um. So if there weren't enough uh questions, you know, this female titan poses yet another question of who she. Um, New titan, who dis bitch? Huh? <laughs> Oh my god, that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> New Titan who dis. Yeah. Um, and she acts very strangely. Uh, very, I guess, like much Aaron? like an aberrant, I guess. Because, I mean, she goes up to Armin and she just looks at him and then she walks away. Um, Did you forget about that time she like spun around those poor soldiers and broke their entire bodies probably in the process? Oh my god, that, that was, was so, so amazing! All of the animation regarding any of the fights that the female titan is involved in yeah, that is was so great. gorgeous, and I love the choreography of her fighting. It's just so. Uh, Can I just say so the, nice. there was one time during this I literally laughed out loud, both when I originally watched it and rewatching it now. And it's when mm-hmm. I forget who it is. It's some fucking nobody character. Uh where they're trying to fight her and she grabs the like the thread of the movement gear and like stops yeah. him in midair. And then instead of like just throwing him away, she just, just takes the thread and starts swinging it around like a fucking yeah. yo yo. And there's a part of me that sees that and thinks, wow, that'd be a fun carnival ride, but I'd be dead by the end of it. <laughs> oh my. The more uh, you know. Well, yeah, I do uh, like how she grabs the um, cords of the maneuver gear and just um, slams the <laughs> survey cord down. Yeah. Like the Her way she fights. Great. Hmm? Her entire introduction is great. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, her entire fighting style is very different from what we've seen and what we expect of the other Titans. Um, she is the most like an actual human in a Titan's body because she acts like an actual human would act if they were uh, like in full control of a Titan. Like She has uh, the most deft, you know, sophisticated movements of any titan we've seen and it's um it's great to watch it's very interesting mm-hmm. um it honestly makes me want to root for her because she's just so good at what she does if only um, any other titan in the show was given as much attention to detail to their animation they wouldn't be so laughably disgusting to look at isn't that part of the point though i mean eh. They're fucking titans. What, what, okay. Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's um a lot of I mean there's a lot of mysteries in the show in general, but there's a lot of mysteries about 
regarding the female titan like one we don't know why she didn't kill armin uh, knowing the information that we know at the end of the season maybe it was out of pity maybe it was something else we don't know um also we know that the female titan came into the formation from the right flank and that is important because we figure out that every single person in the formation was told that Aaron was on a different location. So we can assume... See, this this wasn't told to us, um, the viewers, but mm-hmm. like it wasn't explicitly told to us. But you can assume that the female Titan is someone who was informed that Aaron was on the right flank. So... Mm. Again, a lot. I I really appreciate this like not in your face storytelling, and it's very like you know these are the things that happen. You can piece it together if you want. Right. Um, That's kind of true, but it's also a really bad idea. Why? Because it would never work. Like it, it, my suspension of it's disbelief. It's working this right is, now. I mean, my suspension of disbelief like completely fell apart when they said that because it's predicated on the idea that no one, no single individual, is going to talk to any other single individual that's part of this expedition, and that I would never happen. Thought, I also thought the same thing, Alex. Except that when they were preparing for the raid, they explicitly said that no one knows where Aaron's location is. So I assume that no, they were all told at the last minute. That's the thing, though. Weren't they told? Yeah, exactly. At the last minute, some people were told he was in a, diff- a certain location. And then other groups were told different, uh, di- like different so information. I was, wasn't that I the mean, whole point? This wasn't. Yeah, this That's wasn't what like. I got out of it. Yeah, this wasn't like explicitly told to us, but like I assumed it was told like right before they went off. But each you're, you're assuming that thing. we don't know. You can infer it from them, though, because you could tell, like, some people thought he was in a, in, a, in a certain section and some people thought he was in a different section of the formation altogether. Like, I just, I just that, don't know if I can thing. buy that. I really don't. Why? That because, was, like, part of the plan. Part, so, well, because part of what the second part started with was how fast the information can travel. I mean, if information can travel fast about Aaron being a Titan, surely information about where he's actually located in this formation amongst an even smaller group of people can travel even faster. Yeah, but obviously no one was trying to hide. No one really is trying to hide that he, is a, he can shit and can like transform, transform into a Titan. But the whole plan is for this like expedition is that no one supposed like most people aren't supposed to know where he is. So you know. That's the main goal, as far as we know. I, so of course, no one would know. That's what everyone would. I just want. find it very difficult to believe That's, that somehow ver- that a, a, a sliver of that information wouldn't get out to two or three people, and then it spread like wildfire, really Honestly, quickly. I think I disagree. I think the fact that they told us while they were training for the raid that they don't know where Aaron is is supposed to let us know that they didn't. Yeah. they didn't know this beforehand. Because there was no time for it to get out. But you make a valid point because I also thought the same thing. Also, you forget Alex. that Aaron is with Levi's squad, which are sort of disconnected from the rest of the group at that point. So he hasn't even seen the rest of like his, uh, like the people he's been training with for that time. I just don't buy you know? it. If there's corruption in one part of the military, certainly there's corruption uh... in others. <laughs> so another... Um... I think one of the last mysteries I wanted to talk about with the female Titan is that um, there was a scene where the Titan was 
um, near Armin and Armin was saying, oh, you killed Aaron. And then the female Titan stopped where she was and she's like, fuck, I killed Aaron. Now I have to go back <laughs> and go look at the corpses. And then um, what happens? Rainer and she like She like swats Reiner away and then she goes directly to where Aaron was located. Um, so we don't know how the female Titan got that information. And we still don't know at the end of the season. So that's another thing I would like to get clarified one day. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there were three or four um, Titans just like her that would just happen to be around telling her secrets. Maybe. Um, maybe... Titan shifters can turn into trees, and she was talking to the trees. Maybe, Man, maybe she's the I Lorax. Really want... Maybe she is the Lorax. She speaks for the Man, fucking I trees. I really, I really want Alex Jones on this podcast. I think he can add a lot of like good information for this whole discussion. We can get to the bottom of this. The fucking globalists. <laughs> so, as we go through this arc, um, we get to the point where Aaron's running from the uh, female titan in the forest on his horse um i remember that scene when i was watching it airing i really didn't understand what the big deal was <laughs> i thought it was so like hyper um Melo- tense melodramatic like, a big deal melodramatic yeah. exactly i'm just like leva's like i don't know what to do you either do this or this choose and then Aaron's like, I don't what know do what I to do? do. What do I do? Like, I, that, that's actually my one of my biggest pet peeves with this entire arc. Well, not the entire arc. From every every point of the arc when they go into the forest afterwards is everything just turns into this like fucking telenovela esque melodrama. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, guys? Like, you're supposed to be soldiers. Fucking act like it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, okay, they're like supposed to be soldiers, but like when they uh wait, were wait, telling wait, us wait. how many kills they had, like this, like the best fucking elite squad ki- person has seven Titan kills. Yeah. What? And then like, but the whole thing was like, but like, when, okay, they're the best of the best, but they're still not that great. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I we I don't really we don't have any other metrics to compare it to, do we? Uh, my metric is looking at how many titans exist. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> and how many titans have, have been coming numbers? at the walls? It's, it's nice you have such a high opinion. You've killed seven, and you're the best. <laughs> uh, but no, like, especially it, considering last arc, all of them were just swatted away like flies. Yeah, so, really. You know. um, but no, like the the whole thing with the, the melodrama. Back to that, like. A, g- a great example of that is while they're running away, while like Squad Levi is running away from the female Titan, right? Um, I forget, was it Petra who says, Do you not have faith in us? It's like, Bitch, faith ain't gonna get you away from this Titan. Jesus Christ, speed up. <laughs> um, I actually really liked um, how they did the flashback <clears throat> for that one exact line, like, Do you have faith in us? I thought that was like really good for character building i didn't i and thought I... it was just melodramatic bullshit oh really i really like that <laughs> um i thought i thinking? thought so much less of squad levi after they all started spouting that bullshit they acted they acted like fucking artists not soldiers oh like in the flashback yeah or... oh i mean i think they're supposed to look like idiots but then you're supposed to be like 
oh, you know, they have experience with this kind of thing. If they don't make rash decisions, then they're going to die. So that's the sort of, like, life they live. There's a difference between Um, not making a rash decision and, like, thinking things through and just being naively hopeful that everything's going to work out because you're part of Squad Levi and everyone tells you you're so fucking great. I think that's kind of... That's not what they really pointed, though, to them. I think that's kind of one of the... Um, main themes of the show is blindly following your superiors because that's like give your hearts is basically die for the orders you've been giving and don't question it die for the cause yeah so I think that's like I mean I'm not saying it's a good thing or bad thing I just think that that's what they're trying to does that make you a redeemable character though if you blindly do that all the time what do you mean all the time Petra is like has three lines (laughs) (laughs) But she's clearly <laughs> she clearly has faith in Levi. Uh, yes. Actually, I would say that everyone in Levi's squad has faith in Levi. That's why they follow him so blindly. That, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Uh huh. But like, yeah, they they, they 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 kind of frame it like, especially when they all end up fucking dead. Uh, <laughs> that there, it's supposed to be some kind of a noble sacrifice, and you're as an audience member, you're supposed to feel like, oh my gosh, Aaron, you got to do something about it, and I felt nothing. Was it supposed to be a noble sacrifice? I, I feel like it was a wasted sacrifice. I mean, it was, but I, I feel like with the, the OST that's playing at the time when they all die and, like, Aaron's reaction to it, you're supposed to think, oh, my God, it's a noble sacrifice so Aaron can become the Titan and blah, 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 I don't blah, know blah, if blah, it's blah. noble, no, it's that's, just that's desperate. That's 100% not true. Yeah. Because Aaron, Aaron regretted it. He's like, no, yeah. I shouldn't have done it. I made a mistake. I mean maybe that also brings me to another issue that i have with this entire arc so this is actually before the whole forest thing and i think it's done as a sort of a flashback where um they throw they throw aaron in the well and they tell him to become Mm -hmm. a titan and he tries to do it the same way he's done it before and he can't do it Mm -hmm. and then he reaches for a spoon and i guess his hand hurts Mm -hmm. or something and he becomes like a partial titan that's yeah. bullshit. Like, that's turning something that may actually be a plot point into, like, a deus ex machina. Wait, what do you mean? So, What's he has he has this ability, right, to turn into a uh-huh. titan. And up until uh-huh. that point, it was kind of, it was assumed that he could do it whenever he caused himself some kind of a pain. Uh, pain. Like, that's why he bites, uh-huh. bites into his thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're putting some kind of caveat to it, so he has to have a specific goal in mind. I mean, fuck off. But... I mean, uh, that's what that's... I did even before, though. But it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Don't you remember? Like, it, it, yes, it does. No, don't you remember the, when he protected mean, the Casta an army? The, no, it means that Aaron's ability can be turned on and off at the author's whim. It means that it's not actually no, a narrative it means device, he needs to have intent in Deus Ex Machina. No, no, it means he needs to have intent in order to activate the power. That's it. It makes total sense. It doesn't, no, it makes absolutely no yes, sense. Yes, it does, because, they, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but later in the arc when he's like, trying to activate it and it doesn't work it's basically because he doesn't have the intent or resolve to actually believe in what he's doing because That's it's the whole because it's the point. author trying to build artificial no, tension no alex god damn it <laughs> I don't can... deflect <laughs> i think i think it, I, can... I think i think having that caveat to this ability completely diminishes aaron's like usefulness as a character i don't know if it uh, diminishes his usefulness but i yeah, do agree I so. in some way that the existence of this caveat will um, feels like a crutch for the author to make like artificial tension, but I don't think it's like out of nowhere to introduce it because it is consistent mm-hmm. with what we've already seen. 
and yeah. we we know that we don't know everything about titans so it's fine to introduce something new but i do agree that it is a bit artificial i mean um, I, I don't mind the fact that there may be a crutch to how uh he could use this power but i'm saying that the specific instance of you have to have a specific goal in mind that's what i have a problem with like huh that means that you could you could have it not work at a specific time where it could be very very useful and like 13 characters might not die but it's not going to happen because oh my gosh he has certain feelings for one of them you know i felt that way when i first watched this but when i rewatched this I can understand me, why he didn't transform at the end, at the in the raid on Stohess arc. Yeah, like I can't. It's I more. Made it it's feel more like so useless. Maybe when we, when you, uh, get to the later arcs, you can. This will be more make sense because I feel like his inability to, to transform in the Stohess arc is more of a reflection on aaron's character as an immature person who can't take anything seriously yeah then exactly um i mean i already believe that yes um i know you do that but i know you do but um why it's relevant is that like well anyways i don't want it but yes sure we'll leave it at that (laughs) don't don't jump ahead too far (laughs) let's not get ahead of ourselves um so let's rewind all the way back all the way back to where we were before. The, to the forest. <laughs> to the forest where the female Titan was chasing Eren. Um, and then uh, he trusted his comrades by not transforming into a Titan, which I think is another theme about like trusting your comrades, which is kind of along the same lines of like sacrificing yourself because sacrificing yourself is trusting your comrades because you like leave it to them to move on. Um I don't know how strong a theme that is, but I guess that's there. Well, it's kind of reflected um, in that line that's repeated multiple times in this first season. Someone who can't sacrifice anything can't change anything. Um, I don't think... I guess so, maybe. I interpreted that line as, like, you... Like, war is shitty, and you're going to have to do shitty things. But you can also interpret it like that. That's true. Um, And yes, so... They're running with the horses, and then they run into Erwin's trap because they trusted their Nakama, and their Nakama came through with the trap. And I just want to say that trap is fucking cool as hell. <laughs> uh, it was so part of Erwin's secret plan. Yeah. <laughs> and I love being tied up on every limb. It's just, it was so. his excuse for everyone to go, Sasuke Erwin-sama! <laughs> Exactly. Um, so yeah, so the, after that, we Erwin basically blows his load and we all know his plan that he wanted to root out the traitor in the Survey Corps. Um, and then we have basically a series of fights between the female Titan and all these different people, which were all animated so well. And honestly, one of the, like, one of the reasons why I think that this arc for me was so great was that there was so many points where the survey corps turned the tables on the female titan and then the female titan turned the tables on the survey corps and like mm. it's a fucking roller coaster and it's animated beautifully and the fight is like so back and forth and like yeah. we have you know female titan versus petra and then versus aaron's titan and then versus mikasa and then versus levi like all these chained fights 
um, where one side wins, one side loses, one side recovers, they come back. Like, oh, it was such a complicated mess that I loved. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, section of the arc is like really, actually, really well done. I think because I remember like there's a lot of mostly when people talk about season one and its flaws, a lot of people would turn and say, yeah, during the second half, the pacing kind of goes to shit. Which I don't know if I fully agree, but like the big, I think what caused people to look at this specific arc is like the weakest part of the season is like because the beginning of it is like super slow and it throws a lot of information at you that at first when you watch it for the first time is probably not necessarily that interesting if we're completely honest, but. The way it ramps up the tension near the end of this arc is just so well done. In my opinion, it makes up for it. It's doesn't, so good. Totally. Doesn't that all depend on whether you as the viewer actually care about the characters? This is true. I don't... Because mm. I, that's my biggest issue with how Attack on Titan is written. Like, it has, it has tension. It has, like, conniving and stuff behind the scenes. But all of it depends on you as an audience member giving a shit about at least some of the characters involved i don't think so actually i i don't think i, so. do. I think i think i, I, I can give I you a good like example show... of this because you you mentioned that a lot of people uh, on their first viewing will say that this arc is one of the weakest arcs or probably the weakest arc of the first season and i can give mm. you an analogy which i could not give you when this uh anime first aired back in 2013 um so i find that this arc for me is very analogous to the Casino Planet arc from Star Wars: The Last Jedi, where it, oh. it wastes an enormous amount of time. At the very at the Why? at the end of it, you don't really Why? learn a whole lot new, and a lot of people die. Who died in the Casino that. arc in The Last but, Jedi, okay. dude? That uh, wow. when it when, when Attack on Titan originally aired in 2013, I didn't have this like analogy to give but that's what i that's what i find it very analogous to it's just a lot of fluff for very little payoff so attack on titan has a lot of build-up that slowly you know forms into like a bigger overall story and for me personally i got a lot of out of re-watching from the beginning and seeing that build-up start from point one and slowly Mm -hmm. increase Whereas the first time I watched this, there's like so much shit that I didn't that I didn't really pay attention to yeah, because same. I didn't know the end game. I didn't know what we're building up to. Um, well, it's also so it may can, be worth mentioning for you that when you originally watched this, you were a relatively new anime fan as well. Uh, I've been watching for two years. <laughs> I don't know, but I would like I binged it, so I would I wouldn't really consider myself new. But anyways. Um, but I think when you're watching so, it for the first time, like the plot itself carries most of the show pretty yeah, well because I, you're curious to see time, what comes next because mm-hmm. it's so good throwing curveballs your way. Mm-hmm. The first time, it's like a hype train. And then the second yeah. time, there's a lot of details that are woven in. But, you know, if you're not on the hype train and you're watching it for the first time, then I can see how this can drag a lot because there's yeah. not much for you to latch on to because you're not really connecting all the dots because you don't have all the dots because they're not giving you everything um so i can see where you're coming from and maybe that doesn't work for you it, um, I, I think it's really bad writing i think it's it's it, no, actually i don't think it's really bad i think it's terrible writing i can understand why you'd say that 
but you we will see where we go because and like but, I, mean, I mean you do see where i'm coming from where if you actually, I definitely if do you have to I watch definitely if you have to you watch watch or read in this case the entirety of the story to understand something that happened in chapter one that is not good writing yeah, but kind of, I kind of wants you to think... like be curious by the what the information you lack at the beginning. That's the whole premise of mystery shows that you don't know everything and you want to learn. But you shouldn't have you to know? read the entire story to understand something that happened in chapter one. That's my whole point. Why some stories are like dependent on that that you don't know everything from from the from the get go. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you can't gradually introduce something. I'm saying that you can't have a story that you have to read. You have to read the entirety of it in you know through the end of the story, which in this case hasn't even ended yet. Um, to, to under to even understand anything that happens in chapter one. But I I don't agree because even if you we don't like you don't know the end game from the get go. Obviously, you latch on to like. The immediate, the immediate conflict of oh shit, like humanity is in danger because you know they got in the walls. Oh shit, like they finished the training, but Titans from out of nowhere. Oh shit, they got out of the walls to like capture this Titan, and now it's like rampaging about. And you know, it's like you like the thing that like that keeps you going is like the immediate conflict that c- keeps popping up and up and up again and again and again. And then throughout these all these conflicts, you learn bit by bit about this the story and the world and like how everything functions and comes together at a certain point. That's the idea behind a good story is that you get these immediate conflicts and but at the same time through like small details and like really cool nuances, you learn more and more and more and gather gather more information. And then you have even more questions that you want to keep going and find out the answers to those questions. That's the whole idea you're you're right but again as i mentioned before all of this is predicated on you giving a shit about the characters that inhabit this world more like uh in general just you caring about the story like if you i can see if you don't care about the story or the characters then you won't really have the patience to see the it come to fruition at the end so I can see why you would say that is bad writing. But at the same time, um, you have to give like props to an author who can start from chapter one or episode one to like episode 60 and, you know, have a buildup that is consistent into something that can actually explain everything that's happened for every single episode. Well, I can't, like, I can't say that because of... I haven't seen anything past season one. So I mean... Then that's why we're here. So, instead of uh, <laughs> uh, speculating what will happen, let's talk about what actually happened. So, the next arc is, uh, uh, the last arc of this season, actually, is the Raid on Stohes arc, um, where we see Annie and, oh god, what's her name? The other blonde lady. I'm not going to pretend to remember her name. Those two people, and then there's a black-haired dude, and then they're all having their little... <laughs> I like how we're just describing people by their hair colors now. Oh, it's Hitch. I remembered. Oh. Not Snitch. From the, no, Hitch. no, from the military police. I, for a second, I wasn't, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Anyways, the yeah. super minor character, regardless. The point is, they had this like little mini story with the military police um, showing that the it's very corrupt. You know, there's bribery. There's um, shirking off duties. Which is um, something we've which, kind of seen before. Like, mm-hmm. I won't say necessarily uh, uh, 
overtly, but it's been alluded to that the reason so many people want a military police posting is because it's an easy job and you can slack off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just in general, we've seen people take advantage of their power to just like uh, help themselves and not help humanity in general, which I've complained about as unrealistic before. Um, but between the last episode and this episode, I will say I've had a slightly change in opinion in that this whole class divide is real i can see it as realistic in the situation if i had like if i had seen the build-up from year one to year 100 but since i'm just put in year 100 i I find it it's hard to see it but i can Mm -hmm. understand um yeah you're you're kind of told this through exposition not through actually seeing it like in your spe- yeah. you're well, expected to understand that this has happened over several decades. Yeah, so that's why I'm just a little uh, I find it a little hard to like swallow because I don't see the build up, but it's certainly Anyways, it's, 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 it's plausible to believe that it's there, but it would have been nice is, to see yeah. it actually come to fruition naturally instead of being told like, "Hey, just believe this cuz I told you to." Maybe one day we'll get some explanation there's so many seasons to go through alex aren't you excited yeah i'm so excited i can i'm my pp is hard just thinking about it oh god too much information um you say so, that the moment they announce jc stuff is doing the last season you're gonna enjoy the shit out I, of it oh, just despite us <laughs> so um at the end of that little um corrupt military police like mini arc um annie says this line I just want the weak who do get swept along with the flow to be considered human too. Um, which I thought was a really poignant line because in the um, moment she's talking about um, the black haired military police recruit who is um, weak because he's unable to stand up for against the people who were um taking bribes or not bribes who were selling the equipment on the black market um but late since we've seen the end of the episode or the end of the season we know that she was also talking about herself as weak because to me this line is telling the viewers that she sees herself as weak she regrets what she's done as the female titan spoilers not really (laughs) who uh, killed all these people and you know she hates herself for it um mm. and you wouldn't get that on the first watch because you don't like know that she's a titan at that point but on the rewatch you can see by the way she says it that she's like hating herself so i really liked the way they did that too but there's so much that they like sneak in that you know you're not supposed to figure out until you know everything, which, as Alex has said, can be really annoying if you really, if you don't know everything like Alex. <laughs> um, I don't know yeah, everything. Are... I just know what I know. Oh, don't so... you pull that shit on me. <laughs> so funny. Um, so yeah, getting the to the meat of this arc, you know, Armin asks Annie to escort Aaron to some hideout somewhere. And I really, really, really like that there's a very clear camera shot of Annie putting on the ring. Um, yeah, that's not for that's not obvious foreshadowing, is it? 
But there's like so many shows that like pull it out of your ass. It's like, I had this. But like, if you rewind back, you can see that she put it on. So I'm really glad that they did that. Like, there's a lot, there is foreshadowing, but I'm glad it's there because it makes the show more consistent. Because we wouldn't know what that ring is for until later on. I mean, when so, she used it, you'd figure it out really quick. Honestly, on the first watch... No, there's no way you would know, oh, it like opens up to cut your yeah, finger. Yeah, I oh, didn't even no, remember no, no, she no put on a ring. No, 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 on no. the first watch, I didn't pay attention at all. No, I, you're right. You wouldn't know that until like legit, like right when it happened, when she pulled it out and scratched herself with the ring. But I'm saying that the... the, I, the like the zoom in on her finger and her putting the ring on the finger like you know that's gonna come into play eventually yeah well i didn't on my first watch i didn't i don't know what a ring would come in handy for (laughs) anyways uh, i I like that and then we get to (laughs) to the actual scene of uh you know aaron armin and mikasa confronting annie as the female titan um, which, which on my which on my previous watch was where I dropped this show was the episode right before this. <laughs> uh, I originally dropped it on episode twenty two, and this happens in episode twenty three. Mm-hmm. Did you so like? What did you think finally seeing something new? <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, everything from episode twenty three onwards is completely new material to me. Um, uh, much like funny. much like a lot of the stuff that happens in the forest, I thought it was way overly dramatized. <laughs> I mean, the whole show is like everyone being scared out of their overly dramatic, don't you think? Though I don't know. Like, and the more I see of Armin, the less I like him. Uh, Oh, I really liked him. Watching this on the rewatch, it's like they're trying to set him up as some kind of autistic savant. (laughs) What the fuck? Like he he knows everything just by looking at it one time. It's like he looks at the maneuver gear and he like he knows exactly where it's been worn and how many asses it's touched and oh my god, he's so smart. That was a little. That that was a little much. I will say that one part was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, like I I I helped I helped Marco with fix this i know every single scratch and dent on it i memorized okay, it because i never, like... i knew i knew this moment would okay. come where this where this exact information would be handy but there's like a hundred other pieces of information that tell us that annie is the titan <laughs> oh i know but the fact that that was harped on just bugs me to no end it's like okay armin yeah okay you might have a good memory but even someone with the best memory is not going to memorize the scratches and dents on every single person's maneuver gear to know whose is whose fuck off well okay that was a bit bullshit but how did you like annie's laugh I mean, surreal. That was the best moment of the I mean, show. channeling Yuno Gasai <laughs> really good there. Oh, yes. She's the original Yuno Gasai. You should watch Kakegurui. If you like Attack on Titan, you should watch it to Kakegurui. <laughs> How did we jump from? Which has right, nothing to, to do with Attack on Titan. I, w- I will say, uh, uh, th- there are, so far, there are only two characters in this show I give a shit about. Both of them are, are female, and both of them have really weird laughs. So... Wait, who's the other one? Who's the Hanji. <laughs> oh my. Uh, it's debatable whether Hanji is female. Okay. But... Whatever. Fuck Wait, off. what? Well, she's like um, non-binary. Whatever. Fuck off. What are you... There are boobs there. Done. <laughs> okay. 
This is uh, quoted by Nita. <laughs> Oh, God. Boob, um, boobs equal female. You've clearly never seen a morbidly obese man before. No, no. Um, one just uh, thing I'd like to say about this particular scene is um, Annie says that she's scared of the underground and she doesn't want to go in there and she's clearly lying. She just doesn't want to like be trapped in there as a titan. But the way she says those lines, she's very clearly actually scared mm. and... I feel like the fear is because she's scared of like reflecting on the fact that she's murdered so many people because she hates herself. Um, but that's just my interpretation. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just ha- what I saw. I feel um, like I feel like if that were true, like if if that was what she was most concerned about in the moment, she would have like had more of a breakdown. Like, but she it wouldn't did. have just been quiet intro- introspection. To me, also, the crazy laugh was her hating herself. She's like, I'm completely utter trash. I'm just going to laugh at myself because <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. And that was what that laugh was. Although, that was a very vague laugh. It was very I, well animated. I, I, I had to say, like, I don't want to say it's vague. It's like, that shit crazy, but not vague. Well, I don't know what the intention of that laugh was supposed to be. Is it like, are you saying like she's, she's rubbing it in their face? <laughs> I feel. I, I, I can tell you what I, what I feel like because I don't know. There could be like thirteen thousand different depths of bullshit by the time season three comes around. Like we'll analyze this laugh seventeen episodes from now. Yeah, but, queen. Yeah, the be. I mean, Armin will say, oh, but her laugh was like a pitch at, at three decibels higher. <laughs> um, but now I, I, what I, the feeling that I get was like she. She knows it's wrong, and she accepts it, but she's going to do it anyway because someone told her to. That's definitely not. Because, okay, the thing that you just explained to me would mean that she's in a uh, stable mindset. Because, like, I've accepted it, I'm going to do it. But that laugh was completely crazy. So she, I think she hasn't accepted shit all, and she's just like, I have nothing yeah. left to lose. I'm just gone yeah, crazy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she was definitely backed into a corner with what they set up. Oh, well, not I literally, think she got, but... She was ready with that ring, girl. Oh, speaking of which... Put the, a ring on it. The people hiding in the fucking everywhere around her. So fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty neat. And then they all died. <laughs> <laughs> Did they actually? I mean, she, like, transformed to, like, I they all so. just... I mean, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that just, like... That's how you could end, like, the, the narration of every single episode of Attack on Titan. And then they all died. And then they all just... <laughs> LOL! Oh, my God. Yes, oh, descriptive God. audio. That's all you really need to write in that. Well, um, well, what's the synopsis of the last episode? And then they all died. <laughs> I guess so. Um, and then after that, there's, like, all these various scenes of Mikasa and various other survey core fighting. A lot of shouting. Titan. Hmm? A lot of shouting around. Yeah, there's a lot there's of shouting in this arc. There's a lot of shouting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like. I think yeah. They saved the. I think they saved the best animation for this arc because those shots of Mikasa like flying the fuck around. Oh, so gorgeous. Also, congratulations, Mikasa. You finally weren't useless. Oh, speaking of Mikasa, I loved when she was, like, up right next to Eren being like, you like Annie? You like Annie more than me? 
<laughs> Actually, I, I, I said I is like filling the screen. Oh, Mikasa! I, I said before channeling Unogas. I, I I retract what I said and I'll put it here. <laughs> a woman after my own heart. Oh, Truly, God. I did not know Unogas was a character in Attack on Titan. <laughs> who's more crazy, Annie or Mikasa? We'll have a poll in the description. No, we won't. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> and another line that was brought up by Armin in this arc is because uh, he's got a great whole... memory you know <laughs> you know a lot of surprisingly a lot of uh, the interesting lines in this uh, season were said by Armin so you know I, on the first watch I didn't like Armin on the second watch I'm kind of liking him because you know he may be yeah, he's okay. but he's intelligent okay he's got <laughs> yeah the author's not trying Anyways. to beat that into your fucking head over and over again he did repeat a lot of lines that he said because I because he knows that no one listens to him, so he needs to repeat it for people to actually you know pay attention. But the line I was talking about was, "In order to overcome a monster, you must be willing to throw aside your humanity," which is ethical Ooh. and literal. Which I just I found. It you was think a that's bit... ethical? No, it was intended to be ethical. Oh, I thought he's like you think that's ethical. I'm like to say, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like, that's what someone who believes that the ends always justify the means would say. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's regarding ethics. Like, it's on the topic of ethics. I, I, I'm not saying that it's ethically ethics, correct. Uh, it may be ethically incorrect, but it's still ethic. Okay, whatever. It's Yes, it, it is an ethical principle, <laughs> but it's not necessarily ethical in its intent. Yes, okay. Yes, we understand <laughs> Yes, I'm that, to, yes, I found it kind of hilarious because I don't know how intentional it is. I feel like it is intentional. Is that that line is both ethical and like literal because they're literally not humans. <laughs> um, I, I, like I have Annie a feeling that's how it's supposed to be taken. Where it's like I, th- he's showing off what he believes, like his philosophy or whatever. But it's also I, like almost a pseudo pun because they are genuinely throwing off their humanity to become titans oh maybe it's just like a metaphor who knows yeah either way just i think that like this line is supposed to be like another theme that we'll see Uh, i think it's like just in a roundabout way for Aaron to like get his shit together it's like okay i guess i'll just have to like fucking give into this like sort of like this rage i have whenever i become a titan just to go at it and even though annie is like someone he had a lot of like history with he's like okay I just have to do it because you know she's that that will and that has that'll never go wrong will it that 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 can only go well all the time oh speaking of which you know the animation of Aaron going berserk like his face totally contorted and I was like damn that's some good animation I love that <laughs> but also he turned um, in, he literally turned into guts he was too angry to die lol um <laughs> Yeah, Armin oh, said no. said this like this line in so many words describing Erwin and his plan to um, sacrifice people to capture the female Titan. So he said it multiple times in multiple episodes. So I'm not. It might whatever. Might I thought you skipped the recaps. Hmm? Yeah, I thought you skipped <laughs> you skipped recaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think like there's all like whatever this this arc basically ends with a shun with power a twist. Up. 
basically. Wait, it, it is literally just a shonen power-up. What? Is Aaron Which is such a flat Titan way to end this. Wait, that actually part. means something? It wasn't, I thought it was just a, like a flourish or whatever, like animation. I have no idea. Because that never comes up again in the anime. You have to go further beyond! I wouldn't know. We're only talking about season one, Nitai. <laughs> yeah, Natai, who the fuck are you bringing this bullshit from other seasons in here? Listen, the Glowing Titan is the main plot point with the next five seasons. I don't know what you're talking Wait, about. Wait, what? There wasn't even a single Glowing Titan after that. What are you talking oh my about? God. No, I, oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Also, can, can we, I, I have a feeling this is going to become a plot point that I completely skipped over for very obvious reasons because I'm not going to read an entire wall of text that appears on my screen for two seconds. But uh-huh. there's something that comes up about why they don't go well, underground. You didn't read that? I, no, fuck no, no, I didn't read that. You watched You watched the recap, but you don't read the actual information we have. I'm not going to sit there and read a, literally a wall of text that comes up on the screen for two seconds. No, fuck that. Oh if my you god, Alex, your priorities. Funny. And, and, and again, this goes, this goes to my point. Like, maybe the story is good, and the composition of the anime is terrible. Like, I have to, I have to imagine that this story appears in the manga in some capacity. Otherwise, why would it, it be in the anime? Unless it's literally a filler to explain something about the world that the author never bothered to put in his original story. Um, but basically if you can explain I'll, it to me i'd be more than happy yeah, to hear this it is tldr um we're talking about the story of the miner which uh Wait, basically what? the walls go down underground and then curve back so that you're like basically you're in a bowl of wall oh i think i missed that <laughs> yeah you skipped over it too because it's a paragraph of text no one wants to fucking read yeah, because it just it just adds to the world. It's, so it's not so like es- essentially, essentially they're in a giant fishbowl. Basically, okay. So, which is which is why they're in a simulation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a simulated reality would be like a fishbowl. Um, I mean, okay. I'm still not going to stop and read that. I I feel like if this is actually important to the story long term, which I'm assuming it will be. Um, they could have gone about explaining it better than having a giant fucking wall of text appear on your screen for two seconds. Yeah, I don't know why they had the wall of text. <laughs> that was so long. Um. Anyways, so I think that pretty much wraps and up. And then the season ends with a twist. Yeah, what a twist. Oh, yeah. oh my god, there's twist. literally... It's a, uh, hide a titan. It's like a hidey Peek hole for titan. titans. Oh, honey. He's, he's peeking. Peeking, he's peeking through like, oh, I've been awoken. Who dares disturb my slumber? Y'all are fucked now. If you thought you had questions about what the fuck was going on, here's another question for you. <laughs> What's in the now? Wall? Wait four years for an answer. Yeah. Oh Biatch. god, even longer. <laughs> yeah, actually longer to be honest. So I, oh, I, I do no. have I do have a question since we really haven't talked about it. Um, uh-huh. So something that does happen with episodes fourteen onward is we get a new OP and ED. So, how do I we like feel it. about this? They're solid. The OP was visually and musically okay. I kind of ED. No. I like the visuals. Okay, oh, yeah, the visuals are so great. I, I would actually agree with you about the OP. I think that the OP for the first half of the season was better than the second half. Okay, I think I would say yes but not by a large margin. 
the first one is just a, a more catchy and like in your face. I would say it, it, the way it begins is certainly more catchy. Yeah, yeah, and also like you had like a super side high point in the first one, and the second was like just a. It's it's really good actually, just different. I will say one thing I found weird about the ED in particular for the second half was like the whole walnut thing. Like you see a walnut yeah, rolling down means. a road. Yeah, I have no clue so, what's up with that walnut. So. I, I kind of did a little bit of research on this, although it was like two minutes of research, so don't take my word for it. Apparently, in uh, multiple Asian cultures, walnuts symbolize the future. Oh. So I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Because they're fighting for the future. Well, it's just generally just things happen. <laughs> oh, thank you for that brilliant commentary. Well, that's what happen. I think that like her oh, dropping when, the walnut. And when and I walnut... talk about future season, you're all you're all mad about it. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Aaron is sure. literally too angry to die. Apparently, so he'll never die. He'll kill everyone else before he dies. That'll be oh that god that'll be how Attack on Titan ends. He'll literally just kill everyone and everything, and he'll just be alone inside the walls himself oh my just god that would be amazing <laughs> waiting to die <laughs> that's amazing um so do we have any final thoughts on season one man i'm so happy we're done with it <laughs> yeah me, me too <laughs> not gonna I lie mean, not gonna lie i'm more excited for whatever comes i, next. I will i will Damn. say as i've said this I, mean, I i originally watched this through episode 22 so everything from here on is going to be new for me. Um, but seeing this is mostly a rewatch for me, I, I can say that my opinion on Attack on Titan overall, at least the first season, has improved. Um, so before I dropped it, and I typically don't give a score to things that I drop, I consider the drop itself to be a score of zero. Um, if I had to rate stuff, the, the season one up to what I watched originally, I'd give it a one or a two. I'd give it a solid four, maybe a four and a half now. So generous. Oh my god. Don't spend all your ratings in one place. Nope. Honestly, I feel like this like season one is like pretty good, but like most of the stuff that is holding it back is mostly the pacing in my opinion. Mm. But it just and again, I, I'm just excited we finally got done with it because like future seasons are just so better in terms of their structures and like it's just more fun to go through. Yeah, one big complaint I have for this season is that the most of the characters aren't aren't really developed that much. I mean, I guess that might be a problem with the story itself because the story more focuses on you know the plot and the world and not so much the yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just one thing that I would say. I, yeah, I would say improved. I would say there's very little in terms of character development for most of the characters in season one. You're like you're told, all right, this is the character. This is what they do for a living, and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, as I've said um, on the rewatch, I I really enjoyed catching all the small foreshadowing elements, um, and I really like the build up. And uh, animation is great. Still, uh, great for twenty thirteen. Still stands up to twenty twenty. Honestly, still working. I'd be and- shocked in that time that it. The animation quality went down a lot. I wouldn't really. <laughs> every every year of anime, you know, it, the animation steps up. So you get you get left behind fast, girl. 
Yeah, handshakers uh, I mean, got you say, done You real say quick. that, but Akira still looks as good today as it did when it came out in the 80s. Wouldn't know. Um... Everyone tells me though, yeah, that season I, two is where this, where like the story starts to really pop off. So I'm, I, 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 I went into this, I went, in, I went into this, even though I was kind of forced into doing it. I went into this with the expectation that I was going to go in with an open mind, and I have. I'm willing to let it surprise me. I'm willing to forgo any like preconceived notions I have. So everything going forward, which is new for me, I will keep an open mind for, and I will be willing to be surprised by it. I wouldn't say you pop off in season two i say you get you start getting answers in season two and even then not really <laughs> well you it's you start trying to get answers <laughs> <laughs> it's a long process alex think, it's gonna be I a long two, series i think season two works because of that and also because again it just like it's paced much better like, not necessarily faster, just, you know, the way, like, you're fed in dripped information and stuff, it's just, it feels better, and it's like, you know. Yeah. You're not wasting your time. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm willing to be surprised by it, so hopefully it's it gets better. I mean, it can't get much worse, can it? <sighs> um, I guess not. <laughs> well, if that's... Everything. Next episode, I give season two a one. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> no. No. Next next time, if I say anything negative about Attack on Titan, this high literally just has a fucking aneurysm and dies and during the recording. Oh wow, that's quite a lot. And on that note, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I've been your host, Sho, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Happy birthday, Natai. <laughs> Thank you. What a pleasant surprise. What a pleasant gift. I still, I, I, I will say one thing about Attack on Titan hasn't changed for me. I still think Aaron's father is a fucking moron. Ooh-wee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>